This is the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. It's Friday, February 10th. Georgia officials are moving ahead with a $5 an hour wage increase for workers who care for people with disabilities in a push to slow its hemorrhaging workforce for this vulnerable population. On Thursday, officials with the Department of Behavioral Health and Developmental Disabilities briefed their board members and providers on the state's proposal to hike wages for these caregivers. The workers are now paid about $10.63 an hour through government funds, and the state is proposing a boost to about $15.18 an hour based on recommendations from an outside firm. Changes in the job market have led to a severe shortage of caregivers who are exiting the profession for better wages in lower-stress industries. The worker exodus is fueling a breakdown of the system that is supposed to protect residents with severe disabilities. Organizations that serve Georgians with intellectual and developmental disabilities are now closing down, and the places that have stayed open are operating with a skeleton staff. In other news, a Gwinnett County high school community is grieving the loss of two students this week after officials confirmed that a second teenager was found dead. 17-year-old Rodrigo Floriano Mayan of Duluth died earlier this week, several days after he was reported missing. Police say his death was ruled an overdose, and another teenager has already been arrested after turning himself in on charges that he concealed the death from authorities. No foul play is suspected in Floriano Mayan's death. Floriano Mayan was a student at Meadow Creek High School, as was 16-year-old Susana Morales, who went missing in July. Morales's body was found in the woods near Dacula earlier this week, more than six months after she disappeared. Up next, the income tax rebates the state sent out last spring may wind up being subject to federal taxes, at least for some Georgians. The Internal Revenue Service is recommending that taxpayers hold off on filing their tax returns if they received a rebate from the state in 2022 due to the uncertainty over whether the rebates can be taxed. The IRS also urged those who have already filed to hold off on amending their returns. Last year, using surplus tax money, Georgia rebated $250 for single filers and $500 for couples filing joint returns. People who didn't owe state income taxes, such as seniors living on pensions and or Social Security, didn't receive the rebates. The Georgia Department of Revenue said it was evaluating this week's statement by the IRS and awaiting any follow-up that will come in the future. And former U.S. Senator Kelly Loeffler and her conservative elections group are calling for an investigation into DeKalb County after it accepted money from an outside organization to help it run smoother elections. The county commission voted last month to accept a $2 million grant from the Center for Tech and Civic Life, a national nonprofit that has backing from Facebook and its founder Mark Zuckerberg, among many others. The new money, DeCab officials said at the time, would go toward planning and operationalizing safe and secure election administration infrastructure in DeCab County. It's at least the third grant DeCab has accepted from CTCL. In a lengthy statement provided to the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, DeCab Elections Board Chairwoman Dell Lohman-Smith said Leffler's baldly partisan accusations do not reflect an accurate reading of state law and undermine the work of already overburdened, underpaid public servants. Specifics about how DeKalb's latest CTCL grant would be used were not immediately available, and previous money from the CTCL was used for things like increased staffing and equipment purchases. Spoken Layer